Welcome to Decrypt, Asia's first blockchain and cryptocurrency podcast. I'm your host, Tushar. Each week, we take a deep dive into the Asian blockchain scene with investors, technologists, and industry insiders. Go to decrypt.asia to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram to join in the discussions. Uh, two very interesting people. Um, so first of all, John, who's going to be, we're going to be hosting uh, at least some of the episodes uh, and we'll see how things go uh, <laughs> um, to see to see how many episodes we actually end up doing together but I mean hopefully this is the start of something uh, uh, you know longer term yeah. sure. absolutely um, you know new strides for Decrypt Asia I yeah, guess yeah, yeah. Um, and I have Beck with me uh, who's an investor uh, at a very well-known uh, fund called Hashed uh, based out of Korea as well as San Francisco uh, Beck is based out of San Francisco um, so before we uh, go into more details about how Hash was built, um, what they're focused on in terms of investments. Uh, we want to get a quick um, background about how you got into crypto and, and how how did Hash come about? Sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, so how I got into crypto, um, I'm definitely not a crypto OG or anything. Um, I used to be a software engineer at AWS on their cloud platform for IoT. And back then, you know, IoT was a buzzword three, four years ago where everyone wanted to put sensor everywhere, get all the data, run analytics on it and optimize, you know, manufacturing or you know, some facility. And during that process of building that platform as engineer, uh, I saw that there's a lot of gap in this ecosystem of IoT where, you know, at protocol level, embedded level, you know, cloud, you know, some of the security leaks and also some of the areas where you can complement as a blockchain technology. So as engineer, I got into blockchain from more technical angle as some kind of like a software design that I can implement maybe into IoT. Uh, so I didn't know anything about like ICO or Ethereum or governance, token economics. But um, how I really got into this crypto ecosystem was actually through Hash uh, Partners. Um, so I knew them since college days. Uh, They're much older than me. We were both doing our own startups. Um, but as they, they were more active in investing as individual investors in the crypto space, uh, they started exposing me into conferences. So they invited me over to fly out and check out the scene, you know, look at the deal together. So it took me actually like about six months to join Hash Guys mm-hmm. and start the fund together uh, around end of the 2017 and I joined early 2018. Um, so since then, um, uh, I initially started as like more of a tech uh, researcher and then quickly uh, started running a lot of operation around acceleration efforts. So helping the initial projects with uh, token economics, protocol design, white papers, uh, a lot of the Korean founders, because uh, uh, initially we were focusing on Korean market, uh, helping them to go global. Now um, I'm focusing more as like individual investor within Hash, focusing mm-hmm. on US markets, uh, primarily focusing on tech investments. So um, picks and shovels, enabling technologies and mm-hmm. such, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, should I talk more about how Hash started? Or? Uh, sure, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I guess uh, you can edit it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. It, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's good to keep, yeah. I mean, even if it's in depth, yeah, okay. I think it's fine. <laughs> okay. I, I think people appreciate that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so how Hash started, um, so it's uh, so six partners were all engineering background. Um, Alex was coming from more of an enterprise sales background and all of them, uh, you know, is startup founders. Um, that love to work with founders, very hands-on, you know, working on, you know, product. And 
we started asking really hard questions when we were investing as individual in investors in the community. And you know, we made some good investments, especially early on with Ethereum and initial ICOs. And we helped the Icon guys uh, start with their acceleration, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, covering you know, US markets and Asian markets. And we're a very consumer-focused fund, so we've been uh, investing heavily into DEPs, uh, working on you know, existing businesses trying to implement cryptocurrency and blockchain mm -hmm. into their business, but also working in conglomerates, enterprises, messengers, gaming publishers uh, as uh, distribution channels for mass adoption. Whereas in US, we focus more on very tech-heavy projects, so protocols, platforms, picks and shovels, um, you know, analytics platforms and such. Yeah. Mm. Can you yeah. can you be specific about some of the bigger companies in Korea that you've been working with on that kind of onboarding into uh, you know using crypto in their existing business models? Yeah, so we don't do any kind of like advisory or consulting business, um, but we led the run and accelerated the uh, Kakao's blockchain initiative mm. called Clayton, mm -hmm. uh, and they're ready to launch in June. Mm. And on the Kakao mobile side, where they have around um, fifty plus million users. Um, they are ready to implement crypto wallet into messengers and ready to onboard their subsidiaries. Like they have number one banking app, you know, beauty app, mobility, music. Yeah. How significant is that for Korea? I mean, that's what is um, that eighty percent of the country. Uh, actually, ninety six percent, more yeah. than six percent. Yeah. And the characteristic of their user is that they're very sticky. Ah. They're very loyal to a Kakao platform, and they pay a lot of money compared to other platforms such as like Telegram or Kick. Mm -hmm. And we also invested in uh, Lines Kakao. Uh, blockchain initiative uh, called Link. Um, so we want to cover both Korea, but line through Japan and South Asia in terms of like, the mass adoption. And they're doing uh, somewhat similar play through Messenger, you know, implementing dApps on their platforms. Uh, and one of our dApp portfolio, uh, Cosmo Chain, also uh, launched together with uh, Samsung's new crypto wallet in the private key store as the only dApp in their platform. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the plays that we want to do to help the um, mass adoption accelerate yeah, yeah. in the space. Uh, so, I mean, there's a little bit of a difference <coughs> between your strategy in yeah. Korea uh, or Southeast Asia mm -hmm. plus Asia yeah. uh, versus the US. Any particular reason for that? Um, it's just that, um, you know, we think having this regional dominance is a very fortunate thing to have and it's very strategic that not many funds have. And as a you know, leading fund in Korea, we want to be more creative right. in terms of how we can help the ecosystem because we can play different cards. Uh, whereas in US, um, there are a lot of you know, competing funds, even for crypto uh, investment scene still. It, people say it's bear market, but it's actually very active investment scene in SF right now, especially through equity investment. Um, so in US, we've um, been just actively meeting good founders, uh, investing into technologies. Whereas in Asia, we want to be more creative, uh, helping out hands-on projects to uh, connect the dots. Yeah. Hmm. On the uh, kind of strategy in the US, picks and shovels style yeah. there, yeah. can you talk about some interesting things that you've been seeing here recently? You're, with, you're kind of heading up that part of the business, right? Mm -hmm. um, so um, as a fund, we've been uh, looking into a lot of enabling technologies that can accelerate uh, the mass adoption that's mm -hmm. happening. Because a lot of the you know that portfolios that we have and the projects in Asia, um, they're having trouble because there's not many infrastructure tools mm -hmm. um, to play around to grow their business. Um, so, for example, in 
uh, SF, one of our portfolio origin started as a protocol, but then because they had hard, they saw that their developers in the community were having hard time having adoption on their their applications on top of origin protocol. They start origin started building you know wallets, growth engines, and dev tools to support that growth uh, like uh, adoption. Uh, so these are some of the things that we are seeing, and now you know rather than these platforms having all the redundant like. Um, infra building around them. There are specialists that are coming into the space, like uh, for query layer, there's the graph, you know, um, sidechain uh, scaling solution, there's scale labs. And all these are playing very uh, uh, enterprise-like service, um, very production-ready software code with uh, tech support that is comparable to AWS. And I think that's a really good thing for the industry where you know, developers coming into the space trying to build you know, good service, they can expect what price they can pay and what kind of service they're going to get offered. And also in the long term, um, they have a confidence that these companies will build the infrastructure tools that, they, that my startup needs in the future uh, to grow together. I mean, so I think more in terms of fund structure. So um, I know you guys are sort of, it's sort of proprietary capital. Mm -hmm. At some point, if you're looking to scale out, would you consider raising capital externally? Um, so yeah, uh, we're still no LP. It's all our money. And we've been focusing only on primary market investments through venture capital play. We haven't done any like SaaS trades or LTC. Uh, kind of like a hedge fund play. Um, obviously, it's not sustainable as the uh, industry is moving into more of a long-term uh, equity investment play. Um, so for strategic reasons, um, especially for U.S. market investments, we are thinking of raising LP money in the future. But right now, it's not our biggest concern or the priority as for now. Yeah. And what is your biggest, like, what is your biggest sort mm. of uh, goal or biggest sort of priority over the next six to twelve months? Um, well, for maybe two years, maybe, maybe yeah, like, I mean, two years is like a really long time in crypto. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, for now, uh, in Asia, um, we are betting on a lot of the big projects that we invested in, in Korea that are having good traction, like you know, Terra stablecoin projects launching soon with e-commerce players. Clayton's gonna be onboarding you know a big chunk of their ecosystem into blockchain, yeah. so we're excited about that. And we're going to be focusing on helping them on you know go to market and supporting the DAP ecosystem around it, and that's the reason why we started also started a DAP accelerator right. in Korea and Asia market specifically because we see you know initial traction of blockchain in gaming area. Right. Uh, in US, uh, we want to continue to invest in good founders, uh, more of a just con consistent investment play, nothing too special. Just uh, we see you know gaps in you know infrastructure. We see good founder there, uh, we will continue to invest, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, final thoughts on the industry as a whole. I mean, we've kind of, yeah. I think since you guys got in, I mean, you know, there have been sort of different cycles. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there was Ethereum, like you said, um, initially, uh, we moved over to sort of the, you know, the entire ICO mania in right. 2017. Mm -hmm. 2018 was more around stable coins. Mm -hmm. I think 2019 so far, you know, uh, I think it's mostly been, you know, I think the buzz has been around IEOs. Is there personally something about the industry as a whole mm. um, before we wrap up that excites you? Um, um, for me, so uh, because within Hash, um, you know, I'm the one usually spending the most time with the founders, not so much on capital market side. 
because uh, I personally don't do any trading or follow market too much. Uh, but the trend that I see in this industry, especially for the U.S. market and technology side that I focus on at Hash, is that you know I divide uh, this infrastructure uh, landscape into crypto natives, and other extreme is uh, like a decentralized AWS. Yeah. And in the middle, it's like a no man's land. Right. And you know we see you know Cosmos and like Polkadot guys on the left side with the crypto native, uh, very unique uh, set of ecosystems and very strong community. And we're also investor of customers, so we're very supportive of that. But uh, on the other side, like a scale, Definity, you know, seller, you know, near protocol guys, uh, very enterprise focused, you know, delivering production level code. Um, I believe this whole industry, uh, the newcomers, there's no new uh, crypto native commerce in the industry, like founders. So anyone who's coming into this space should focus more on how to be that decentralized AWS side. And I see a lot of projects actually trying to move toward that side because um, a lot of the uh, projects that are in no man's land, I don't want to mention uh, specific project names, sure. um, but they're struggling with adoption because um, they're not uh, within that crypto native circle, but also they're not offering you know production level yeah. enterprise ready solution or you know yeah. uh, go to market strategy to the market that they're not being able to catch the dev developers or you know developer communities in the yeah. uh, space. So you're saying you should pick one of the two sides? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You should pick one of the two sides, but I think um, it's going to be almost impossible for these uh, newcomers to be in that crypto native side mm -hmm. unless you're already from that side. Right. Um, so we see that a lot of deals that we're looking into right now and a lot of the projects that we already invested are moving towards the decentralized AWS side. Yeah. yeah. John, any last thoughts, questions? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thanks for yeah. you know taking the time. Uh, it's. Uh, I think it's been an interesting experiment. Uh, we're, yeah. we're standing in the, yeah. in, the locker, uh, in the locker room. Uh, yeah. It's uh, apparently the press room. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much yeah, for taking the time. Yeah, yeah. And good luck with uh, all the initiatives. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Telegram, and subscribe to our newsletter on decrypt.asia. This is your host, Tashar. Thank you for listening.